And we are back, dude. Episode 125 of the podcast, or as I like to call it, the dust, dude. Because when I posted my last uh, post that the pod was live, I typed so fast it said, the dust is up now. <laughs> Not very much a payer attention or of details or... Anyways, man, how we doing? How's how's the brain trust? Well, what have we done? You know, and you know what? I, I, the brain trust. It's not the official name I'm giving the listeners, but it's it's what's going on right now. All right, we're in the brain trust. We're in the we're in the truth circle. All right. <laughs> anyway, it might change week to week. It will actually change week to week. Nothing on this show is permanent, especially the segments I have lined up. As you'll notice, this new segment which I'll dub fast fact, fast fact out the gate. You ready for this, dude? I saw this. I screenshot it. It had to be talked about. And I don't know if it's 100% true, but let's pretend it is. Ready? In 1999, waitress Tonda Dickerson was tipped a lottery ticket and won $10 million. Her colleagues then sued her for their share then she was sued by the man who tipped her the ticket. Later, she was kidnapped by her ex-husband and had to shoot him in his chest. Finally, she went to court against the IRS, dude. Oh, shit, dude. If there's not a bigger, like, this is, this is it. This, it is what it is. That saying, it is what it is. Dog, she started that. I guarantee you that's where that shit came from. This chick sitting at in her house that she had eventually foreclosed on, sitting at the table, realizing she's getting sued by <laughs> the people she worked with, the dude who gave her the ticket, her ex-husband, and just got back from court from the IRS. She's sitting at her kitchen table, right, eating a fucking bowl of tuna fish and macaroni. She's sitting at the table, dude, and she's just looking out. And she goes... It is what it is, <laughs> dude. Oh, man, what a fucking slap in the face from life, dude. I mean, look, if anything, right, this girl, this this woman, it was, it was all her because the guy tipped the ticket being a cheap piece of shit, you know what I mean? He's like, hey, here, here's a ticket. You might win five bucks, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're a piece of shit. I mean, that's a piece of shit move. You know what I mean? And now I know you're going to go, Jer, but aren't you against tipping? It? No, 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 no. I'm against in a, like unnecessary tipping. You feel me? Like at a fucking ice cream parlor or even at a coffee shop. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, that's just the way I feel like you. What are you going to do? Okay. Because the point is all you do is make coffee. So when I order, that's what you have to do anyways. So you're asking me to tip on top of something you're going to do anyways. You know what I mean? And look, and, and you're saying, well, waitress, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, but that's been established. You know what I mean? Coffee shops, they, they've been around, but they just, you know, they're coming around to this fucking shit. And I don't really have to explain myself more than that. But I do think this guy's a piece of shit. Tipping a lot of ticket. And you knew that was his way of getting out of it, too. He's like... I'm going to tip this lotto ticket. And you know that's how he sounded too, okay? I'm going to tip her this lotto ticket. Who knows? You might win a few bucks, you know? That was his exact words. I was eight or nine years old, but I was there. So he tips her, dude. And then the cop, dude, 
her friends or her friends, her coworkers. There's there's a difference. There's coworkers. Because I guess what in a restaurant, all servers do like a uh, a a pool, right? Or not a pool, but like all the tips account for that night. Everybody splits it, whatever. I don't know how shit works, but so I guess they're like, oh, it's it's some of ours, like like some pieces of shit. You know what I mean? Again, another piece of shit thing where they're like, uh, oh, but you know, we share our tips, and technically, you know, we each get a million, like, yeah, dude, it doesn't fucking work like that, all right, but it's 1999, who who knows, dude, maybe that's the way it went down, I'll research this story more, which I won't, but I'm just telling you I will, um, and then who else, okay, and then her ex-husband, Ken, after, I guess, for more of the money, she ends up having to shoot him, and I guess she doesn't, you know, get in trouble because kidnapped her and then finally the last people to get their hands on some paper you know them you hate them it's the irs dude and dude this is the crazy thing about the irs they just want their cut all right that's all it is dude and i'll give you i i heard this story and, and uh, I was like, damn, that again just shows you what's up. All right, dude, look. There was a guy, Frank Abengale, okay? Frank Abengale, um, uh, he was, I guess you could call him, he, he was like a con artist, right? But, uh, you know, yeah, he was, a, he was a scammer, con artist, but at a new level, at, at levels you wouldn't even believe so much so they had to make a movie about him. I'll tell you what the movie is at the end of this. But get this, dude. So one of his tricks was he would print his account number, okay, on blank deposit slips and add them to the stack of real bank slips in the bank. This meant that the deposits written on those slips by bank customers, dude, Ended up going into his account rather than the legitimate customers. Now look, look, look at look at this. Okay, I'm 34, and when I started banking, they really didn't have that. Okay, they didn't have deposit slips. Uh, when I when I went to, when I started going to my bank, it was just a blank paper. You write in your account number and all that stuff, and then you would put it in. But I guess I'm guessing. What he did was uh, at the well. What I what I've come to understand is that like old bank deposit slips had uh, an account number on the bottom, and I guess without even thinking, people would just write in their info, assuming that. See that that's the thing. It's this happened so long ago. I don't even know what what they look like. So let me do a little research real quick. Um, Deposit slip. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so I guess. Oh, okay, okay. Like, I see what he did there. Yeah. So he would have to. Okay, cool. So then he just made a bunch of fake deposit slips, put them where customers would write all their info in, and when they deposited, they're like, "Oh, it's going into my account." This dude got away with millions, dude. But there's a great part of the story. They the bank tried to sue him 
and they lost, right? They couldn't get him. So the the next thing, or no, it's not that they lost, I'm sorry. It's just that they didn't have a case, right? Because they couldn't prove that all that money wasn't deposited into his account by him, right? It was sneaky. So they're like, oh, let's let's get him Capone style. We'll uh, get the IRS to go after him. But get this, dude. When they went after the guy, he already paid the taxes on the money, dude. Yep, that's right. So what did the IRS do? You're thinking like, oh, they were like, fuck that, dude. We got to take you down and show an example. Or did they be go like, ha thanks. We got our nut, dude. I'll see you later. I'll save you the time. They went with B. They got their nut, so they left them alone completely, dude. Isn't that fucking crazy? The IRS was like, yeah, we'll go after him. Wait, but he paid us the full amount. Oh, okay. Well, I got no problem here, you know? And people are like, what the fuck? You t- he took our money. Get our money back. They're like, hey, look, it's after five. I don't take this home with me. Fucking... You know, go make some more money. I don't know. Like, dude, the IRS was so about their business. They didn't give a shit, dude. And they took this fucking lady's money for sure. But uh, the movie they based this dude on was Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaps and that boy Tommy Hanks, dude. It's a great fucking movie. If you haven't seen it, I promise you, you will enjoy it. It's it's great. The, the things this guy did, I mean, genius, dude. Like, like, I, you got to be some kind of, like, thinker to be like, here's this thing, right? Here's this new invention. How can I scam it? How can I immediately scam it? Dude, this guy wrote bad checks when, like, it really wasn't a thing. I guess there was a time in America where people, like, took pride in having money in their account and did so a lot of this stuff was left up to the 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 uh, what do you call it that's right the honor system dude everything was left to the honor system that you would do exactly what was asked you wouldn't take any more so everything was pretty much open game for anyone who saw fit to to take from it and this guy dude he was 16 when he started all this shit i mean well, I don't want to ruin the movie for you. It's a really, really great movie, but um, check it out and you'll see. I mean, you know what? You're not going to fucking check it out. What am I talking about? You're not going to check it out because every time anybody suggests a movie, you don't do it or a show. You don't do it. You can't. You'll fall on it yourself. So what I'm going to tell you is this, okay? This guy, Frank Abigail, I mean, it's it's basically history. You know what? Fuck it. I'm right. It is history. It is you know, you can have looked it up on your own. You didn't even have to watch the movie. I don't give a fuck if you know because it is part of history. So a lot of the reasons why we have, uh, quote, safer uh, ways to deposit checks and now uh, checks uh, are less likely to get um, defrauded is because of this guy. He ended up working for the FBI to serve his time out uh, from getting when he got caught. Uh, and then he helped, like, banks basically, like, make foolproof undefrauded checks or whatever. You know what I mean? So to this guy, you know, and that's the only way you're going to fix shit is if you get into the mind of a criminal and be like, how would you do this? Why would you, you know, and and that's just it. I mean, he wasn't the only one, but he was the one that was very good at it. I mean, so good enough, the FBI um, 
recruited him. And I, you know, I no, that part is true because it came out at the end of the movie, and I'm staking my whole reputation of my podcast on the end of a movie telling me some details about a crime that happened a long time ago. But so, dude, I don't know. I mean, that was a huge <laughs> intro for just that little thing. But when I read that, dude, I was like, yeah, yep, no, of course that would happen to her, to anybody. I mean. Oh, I just got told a story today, okay? Um, and, and this is funny because the whole time I was getting told this story, I was thinking about the fucking The Office episode. But I was talking to a guy today. Uh, he works at a company we get our materials from. And uh, he had a buddy of his, a childhood friend. And uh, he worked at a warehouse for this company, right? And so every week, the warehouse would pull their money together and they would play the lottery. Did this for eight years, right? Worked at this place eight years. They did this every week. Didn't miss a week. He finds a new job, right? This guy. He starts his job. So I guess he leaves midweek to go start his new job. At the end of that week, the warehouse hits the lottery, dude. Oh, fuck, man. And did they win a million? No. Did they win five million? Of course not. Did they win over 10 million? Yeah, they did, dude. And there was like seven or eight guys. Okay, so it was a nice divvy up. Okay, they divvied that up very nicely. Everybody got a a home or maybe possibly a second home, which then they lost because they don't know how to manage money really. Because the lottery isn't set up for people who know how to manage money. The lottery is for you to lose your fucking mind and everybody else around you to lose their mind. Um, But, I mean, dude, this guy, instead of suing the warehouse, you know, suing anybody, the, the, the fucking place he worked at or whatever. You know what he did, dude? He sat down at a table, assuming he ate tuna fish and macaroni. He looked straight into the abyss and he said, it is what it is, dude. (laughs) Because what can you do, man? Like you were there and then the luck had it that when you left, they win. I mean, there's not much more I would do that would keep me from jumping into five o'clock traffic, but that's kind of one of them. The fact that you don't, Hey man, you you had fucking you had a stronger constitution than all of us. Um, and then there was this other story I heard. I don't know why it went lotto heavy this, this in this intro, but or this other story of this um, this woman played the lotto every week, played the same numbers every week, nothing changed every week, same numbers. She didn't play one week, dude. Her exact numbers got called. What the fuck is that, dude? What are the odds, right? And she says, like, oh, whoever won, I just hope they, you know. And it's like, no, dude, you're in a room biting down on a leather belt abusing yourself. What are we talking about, dude? You know what I mean? Like, that would be me. I'd be like, give me the leather fucking belt, dude. I just lost the lottery at the number. Dude, I would hate those numbers forever. Whatever those numbers were, when I count, you know, one of those numbers was like four. I'd be like, one, two, three, five, six. You know what I mean? The other number was 22, 19, 20, 21, 
23. <laughs> and no, I don't count like a child all the time. I'm just saying for the sake of the bit guy, come on. Um, no, dude, those are crazy. Those are those stories where you're like, ah, you know, when you're talking to an almost winner, you know, like right now, we're all just almost winners, right? Anybody who hasn't won the lottery, we're all almost winners. But to get a a ray of, of, of winning sunlight, shine your face, but then disappear, I got, dude, I don't know. I don't, like, to the odds of winning are super high. But the odds of almost winning have to be astronomical, dude. I'm talking about, like, the odds are insane, right? Because, like, I know when I get a lottery ticket, I'm not going to win, most likely. Because those are the odds. The odds are I'm not going to win, dude, okay? But, oh, let me tell you a quick story. I was at the fucking... I was at Walmart, dude, had some extra cash on me. I was like, you know what? Let me get a couple scratchies, okay? For some fucking reason, uh, a lot of the tickets, uh, some of the tickets I wanted, I couldn't get, whatever. So I left a dollar in there, but there were some people behind me. They were wanting to use the machine. I said, fuck, I feel bad. Let me get out of here, okay? I said, you know what? I left a dollar in there for you. Now, what if these people have put in their money? And got a ticket and won, dude. Okay? Now, I left. And I disappeared from that shit forever. So, I don't know if they won. I would never know if they won. But the odds now that if maybe they won some money off that and my money was in there, I'm glad I never knew, never knew if they had won anything. That would that would be insane. But, dude, the, the, the chances of almost knowing you won, what the fuck are those odds? Dude, somebody break down those odds for me. That's fucking insane, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Like winning, crazy. Oh, like knowing you almost won. Yeah, dude, you, you'd have to keep me from I don't even know. I can't even name an, another thing to to <laughs> torture myself with, but yes, dude, that would be absolutely fucking insane. Oh man. Dude, this um Okay, look, I want to talk about this, dude. This um, this is getting ridiculous. Like, in the future, what are we doing, okay? Like, can you explain to me what we're doing? <laughs> you have no idea where I'm going with this, okay? But look, uh, so KISS, right? KISS the band. They're talking about, they're on their final tour. They're like, um, I, but you know what? They've been on final tours for fucking ever. I... I still think this is a play. This guy, those guys look like they're just doing fine, rocking up there on the stages. They claim this is their final tour. They're like, we're done. There's no more. We're going to be, you can kiss us goodbye. You know, they're, they're whatever. I don't know. I felt like they've always kind of been on a farewell tour. But aren't we all, right? Um, okay, so they're talking about their future shows. They're, they're, they're talking, they're saying that the future of their shows are going to be hologram. That people are going to purchase real tickets with their real money to go see a fake as shit band as a hologram. And it's going to be Kiss? Like, what? (laughs) Dude? 
Look, there, there's this company apparently that's really into um, holograms. Okay, uh, hold on, uh, water, water break. Oh my god, just absolutely guzzling the water. The podcast makes me thirsty. Um, so there's this company. They are. And I only heard this because the guy, uh, what is his name? He's a comedian. He did Bobby's World. His name is Howie Mandel. Pulled that, dude. All right. Pulled that out. Um, Howie Mandel, he was on, I think, Joe Rogan's podcast. He was talking about a company that he's investing in, you know, for the future. That's kind of like AI, right? It's AI meets hologram. And what he, what they're doing is they are basically purchasing your image as a celebrity as an artist musical artist and then they will then use said image and said everything to put you to perform at a venue right now you go you think to yourself like i'm not trying to go see a hologram they're his logic is kind of I'm I'm look I'm fifty fifty okay, I mean this is why the fucking pod's called cynical op dude I, I I'm fifty I'm mid I don't know what's good I don't know what's bad I'm fucking stuck in the middle not Malcolm but I'm just I don't know what's what okay my decision making are very rare and far and few between, <clears throat> but apparently they're they're saying you're gonna want to see your favorite artist comedian your whatever whatever you want to see there are places that they can't go and they will never go but how about you can see these people in a town as small as five thousand when they send this hologram machine there and you'll you'll see your favorite performer perform okay logically i get what they're saying i do i'm like oh okay yeah this gives a chance for people who normally wouldn't be able to see an act go see one that actually sounds decent but dude you gotta wait for that shit you gotta wait till i'm in my fucking 80s and the new people below me are like oh yeah we went to go see fucking you know i saw robert de niro at the i don't know why robert de niro he's not even he's an actor why would he well, maybe for a play, right? All right, maybe they age him down a little bit, okay? Or, dude, I just saw Home Alone, the play, with all original characters, you know? As a hologram, um, all I would want to see is the, <laughs> what's his name, Marv get electrocuted by the washer, turn into a skeleton, and then back to himself. Um, that's the best part of the movie. So, the uh yeah so this company will do that right they're gonna sell your hologram basically to people and uh, people who would never normally be able to see you would be able to see you so that's what i know of this right so kiss is i'm assuming they sold their shit because they're done right if if this is their final tour i'm pretty sure any licensing deals they are selling it all their fucking closing shop Cleaning out the warehouse, they're like, dude, sell us. We don't give a shit, all right? They've had success for over, what are we talking, 50 years? That's insane. So they're fine with whatever they're going to retire off of. I don't even know. How old is fucking, let's just see how old, like, Gene Simmons is, dude. If it's anything above 75, damn it, dude. You know what I mean? 
Gene Simmons' age. Let's see what we got. Dude, 74 fucking years old, okay? Guy is old. Let that man retire. Who do we got? Paul Stanley, 71. Uh, who else? Where's the other guy? Ace Freely, 72. All right? These guys are fucking old. Let them retire. But, dude, I don't think you're going to be... I don't care how good the... I mean, the graphics got to be amazing to the point where, like... It almost looks like them. Like we can't see any fucking like shadows or any dust. You know what I'm saying? When you when you put like light and you see all the dust particles, I don't want to see that. You know, I got to be able to believe that it looks like them on top of the stage. And so, yeah, I just don't think my generation and or the generation before me. I'm talking about like generations later would be able to do that because that's great for them because then they get to see Kiss whenever if that's the way it's going to be. But to to tell me, dude, me. That I'm gonna be able to see Kiss as a hologram. I gotta. Pay. I was like, dude, can my money be a hologram? <laughs> can I pay you in hologram money? I don't think so, right? You take real dollars. So why would I give you money to go see a fucking fake band, dude? If anything, they should recruit cover bands. Look around the country. Look at the best impersonators, dude. The guys who can imper- And you know there are some out there, okay? If they're a little overweight, get them in shape. If they're a little bit underweight, get them fat. Whatever. But, dude, the hologram. No, we're not ready for it, dude. I'm telling you. Like, VR is a very niche market. I think people are going to be like, who are into VR? Are like, no, dude, it's actually a $100 billion enterprise. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, but I don't have one, okay? And, and you don't get to be at the the status of like an apple if not everyone doesn't have one in their household so vr i believe it's still pretty infant people say it's not whatever i might be wrong obviously but dude if i tell somebody right now give me a hundred bucks and i'll take you to a hologram of your favorite artist what do you think they're going to do they're either going to give me the hundred bucks see the hologram say it sucks and fight me for my money back because they're like yeah this wasn't this, this was kind of shit, and I agree with him. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, you lost 100 bucks. But apparently the AI portion of this is supposed to be like real-time generating, I don't know, like real-time of what's going on, you know what I mean? Which is then that's kind of fucking scary too. But it's supposed to give you like 100% concert experience. But then they could just program. I mean, they don't really talk in between sets that I know of. I mean, if they're trying to hologram Blink-182, dude, they have their fucking work cut out for them. You got to, like, what are you going to do? You gonna you have to copy every show they ever played to, to, to get the joke style of Tom and Mark. You know what I mean? Like, impossible. It, it, those guys will be last on the AI hologram list because just recreating what they do in a concert is <laughs> super difficult, dude. And so, dude, why not just search for really good cover bands? Dude, there's I, I've seen cover bands on YouTube that are incredible. Yeah, they don't sound really, like, vocally, they don't sound that great. But, dude, there's this one fucking Nirvana cover band. Yo, shout out to this guy, okay? He looks the closest I've ever seen, a like, a Cobain lookalike, okay? The other members, you know, they're, 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 they're doing their job. All right, they don't look like Chris Novoselic or Dave Grohl, but they're very close. But the fucking Kurt Cobain lookalike guy, dude, he is the closest thing. I'm like, I have to like double take to make sure, you know what I mean? Does he sound like Kurt 
fucking impossible. No way. And I know this because the Nickelback singer, <laughs> the Nickelback singer tried to do a cover of Nirvana's um, About a Girl, and it was just... Dude, a buddy of me, a buddy of mine, and me, we were we were like we're talking about it. We're at his apartment. Shout out, Victor. We're at his apartment, and we're like, dude, let's look at it. We're talking about it, and we're like, let's look up that video because on Instagram they show you the clip, which is all you really need. But like Instagram, we watched the full fucking set. You know what I mean? Because if you're a true one like we are, you're gonna watch the fucking set. And so, I mean, dude, I could have sang that song like. <laughs> And and I couldn't have been any worse. And uh, later on, he was uh, he was interviewed and said like oh, I was really tired that day. I heard I had already did five or six songs, so my voice was thrashed, whatever. And I'm like, oh, you had to sing five or six songs when your job is to sing like five or six songs at any point. <laughs> So I don't know, dude. He he gave that excuse, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, dude, it's fine." I mean, nobody can sound like Kurt, but the lookalike version, dude, of this guy was pretty fucking close. So, dude, don't do the hologram. Don't do the fucking AI, dude. Just find really good, convincing cover bands across this nation. I guarantee you, there's over a hundred Kiss ones. You know what I mean? Or at least, or at least uh, a band who does like all the hits. You know. There, there's got to be something there. I mean, their faces are going to be painted, dude. You won't even tell for most of it. Just add some prosthetics, dude. Some face painting. Look what they did for what's his name in uh, in Batman. Um, Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Are you joking, guy? Didn't even look like Colin. You wouldn't have even guessed. You would have thought this was a fat dude from Jersey that they hired, who happened to be laying low in the in the acting community and just nailed it. No, dude. This was Colin Farrell. The, the guy is Irish or he's from Scotland. This is the same thing. Killed it, dude. So let's not do that, all right? Let's get some real fucking people in there because then I'm going to have to give you hologram money. And I don't think you want that. <laughs> okay, dude, I don't do this very often. So when it happens, it happens. Because uh, you know me, when I when I get a hold of something like a story or a topic, I... I just rush in, I give my opinion, and I give no backup research whatsoever, right? That's how we're doing it. We're doing guns blazing always, okay? But, dude, this story, okay, look, sometimes the algorithm, sometimes, very few times, it gives me a nugget of something interesting that I like. And this one, dude, it struck all the chords for me, okay? Because it's, I don't know, I'll get to it, but I want to I wanna pre- uh, preface this with a, a quick, funny little story, dude, from from Bill Burr, and it, it relates to this. Dude. So Bill Burr has this joke that, I mean, it's it's one of the hardest I've ever laughed at a special, you know, ever because of how he tells this story. Well, he tells a story that in Orange County, California, there was this family that owned a helicopter tour business. The dad, after 30 years, built up this business, passed it on to his son, right? It was all great. It was all good. Five days into the son taking over the business, a guy takes a tour with just himself, but he was scheduled for uh, uh, like a couple, right? But it, only the guy showed up. Ten minutes into the tour, the guy jumps out of the helicopter, right? 
And that's, it's, it's fucking crazy because, you know, obviously the guy wanted to die, whatever jumps out. Now, I won't, I won't spare you the, the great jokes that Bill does because I'll butcher it. But, uh, dude, when you get a chance, look up Bill Burr helicopter story. But anyways, so it goes on. It comes to find out the guy was 60 or 70 years old. I don't know, somewhere in that age range. He was sick. They couldn't find out what was wrong with him. He was so tired of being poked and pronged with all this stuff from the doctors that he just decided he was going to write his own story, right? And I got to say, it's respectable as shit. Uh, I know suicide isn't like always the way and, and all that stuff. I get it. You're right. Get help if you need it. That's the truth, right? But this guy's story is a little different, right? Because he goes, fuck this, I'm tired. I'm going to write my own ending, right? And I got to say, dude, you know, at that point he took, he, maybe for the first time in his life, he was like, I'm going to take my shit, my, my, my shit. I'm going to take my situation to buy my own hands. I'm going to fucking figure it out. And he, it, it's, it's got to be respected, right? Because, you know, for the most part, we all follow the rules. We all go by what the law says, us law-abiding citizens, right? We play by the rules. We hope to get the gold fucking, uh, what do you call it, the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow because we've been such good people, right, or something, whatever that might be for you, whether it's heaven, whether it's like spiritual release, I don't know, or uh, some sort of like moral orgasm whatever you want to call it whatever it is that you receive from that you do and this guy probably did the same right played by the rules did everything as they asked him went to work paid his bills on time all the good stuff he gets sick and he's tired and and then he goes i'm gonna fucking write my my write my own story so he jumps out of the helicopter 300 feet above or maybe possibly 500 feet above land jumps out but he's they're over a body of water right and he's and he's plummeting and he's plummeting and he's plummeting he hits the water dude and he lives dude unfortunately like now again dude the the part that makes me laugh on bill burr's special is this part particularly because the way he acts it out you have to see. I'm not going to ruin it for you because it is worth the fucking watch. I promise you. But I tell you this story because of my next story coming up, okay? Not quite like it, but eh, in a way, okay? I saw this. The, the algorithm threw this at me and it, and it intrigued me because immediately the what the algorithm showed me was this clip. It's a It's a pilot. And it's the people who talk to pilots. I don't know what they're called, but they're in that little nest thing. Um, look, I researched this story. I didn't research all the fucking names that go with it, okay? And, and, and they're talking so casual that you think it's just a pilot or an actual pilot. And Okay, dude, okay, look, I'll, I'll fucking look up what they're called. Hold on. <laughs> um, what are the people... That talk to pilots. Okay, real time research. Uh, oh god damn it! It cannot be that. Okay, it can't be that. Um, because it, it gave me persons. <laughs> what? What is that? Um, 
God damn it. Okay, you know what? Let's just assume we know it. I don't want to waste any more time on this. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, Traycon controllers, terminal radar approach control. Okay, there you go. Traycon controllers, okay? So it sounds like a conversation between a Traycon controller and a pilot. But casually, that I'm going to just say controller for short, asks them, like, did you hijack the airplane? And the guy, the pilot, casually says, yes, I did. Now, that got me thinking, and I went into the comments, and then you, you hear, I see people's like, oh, man, poor guy, poor guy. I'm like, how was this a poor guy? This guy hijacked a fucking airplane. I don't, I don't see it. And judging by the voice, this is a white guy. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to look more into this because then people were like defending him. You know, nobody was fighting it, but so many people were defending him uh, for the sake of mental health. And I, dude, I get it fully. Fucking trust me, I get it. But let me get into the story, okay? Look, so um, let's see. God damn it. I just had it. Okay, gotta look this up again. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay. So, dude. On August 10th, 2018, I'm just going to read you the quick article. A Horizon Air de Havilland, Canada, dash uh, 8400 was stolen from Seattle Tacoma International Airport in Seattle, Washington. The perpetrator, a 29-year-old Richard Russell, was a Horizon Air ground service agent with no piloting experience after Russell performed an unauthorized takeoff. Two McDonnell Douglas F-15 Eagle fighters were scrambled to intercept the aircraft. SeaTac Air Traffic Control uh, made radio contact with Russell, the sole occupant who described himself as a broken guy who got a few screws loose, I guess. About one hour and 15 minutes after takeoff, Russell died by intentionally crashing the aircraft on a lightly populated Kentron Island in P Puget Sound. I don't know. These are all made up words, I feel like. Okay, look. So that's what it was, dude. That's the the headline and the chunk of the story, right? You, you, put, you put that down. Yes, that's exactly what happened, dude. But I took the time and I said, you know what? I'm going to fucking listen to this conversation on this air traffic controller, okay? A few – look, a few things people also put in to the comments and, and I'm not too sure if it's true. But let's just say let's, – let's build this narrative, right? Apparently, this guy really wanted to be a pilot, okay? Now, it is to my belief that people who work at airports eventually want to be pilots. I don't know if that's the way it goes. But this guy, I think, wanted to. Richard Russell wanted to. Apparently, he was taking these tests. He was failing them. There was no way he was going to be a pilot, apparently. I don't know, okay? This is what I read in the comments. Some people might be leading you on. Let's just say that's the narrative. So he's working there air, as a uh, air traffic control. And, and by the way, dude, this is the only way, again, somebody. This happened in 2018, dude. Like, this is, I mean, 9-11 happened. They... I thought they tightened down every fucking thing. Apparently not. Apparently this guy, you could still do it as long as you work there. So if you have a, 
you know, if you have the intentions, apparently you can fucking still hijack an airplane, which is fucking crazy is what this guy did in 2018 of all times. You know what I mean? That's how you know fucking we were we were doing good in America, dog. That's how you fucking know if this guy could blatantly take an airplane in 2018. Nobody fucking noticed until like he was up in the air. Like that's how good we had in America. And right now it's <laughs> in my opinion, it's dog shit. But whatever. Okay, guy took it, he goes up, and if you have time, I'm not saying you have to, because I'm, I'm going to explain it to you now. If you listen to the recording, dude, it got me kind of pissed. <laughs> it got me kind of pissed because they were being so calm with him. And again, in these YouTube comments and in these Instagram comments, people are like, oh, you know, thank God these people were being so calm with him. They were... They were just, oh, you know, some people were like, I wish my parents talked to me like the way this uh, air traffic control is talking to this guy. And I'm like, guy, what? Okay, here's the thing. I hate to put it about race, but I'm going to do it. I'm not that guy, but I got to say, dude, if this was any other race, I fucking feel like they would have shot the, that dude down a long time ago, right? They sent off the jets to bring him down. You know what I mean? And they're not going to, there's no, those other planes don't have chains. They don't got leashes to bring another fucking airplane down. What the fuck? How do you think they're going to bring it down? Right? They pull the Yappa out and they fucking shoot that thing down. Okay. I, I don't know what to, why they didn't, but a part of me wants to be like, <coughs> you know, oh, who's behind this plane? Oh, it's a white guy. Oh shit. Is it one of ours? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Just, uh, what is he doing? Does he want to hurt anybody? No. He just wants to, ah, you know, just give him 15 more minutes. You know, but I swear to God, you have a Mexican dude up there. It's over, dog. They're like, you'll be on the, <laughs> he'll be on the radio like, no, yeah, I just want to take it for a flight. I want it to be a pilot. And it's over, dude. All five minutes of the audio is, is gone, right? They shot it down easily, right? But, you know, <laughs> there's a part of me that, whether it's society that has like brainwashed me into thinking that white people have privilege, I mean, that could be the, the the case, right? But I mean, come on, dude. When you talk about privilege, dog, this motherfucker flew this shit for like an hour and fifteen minutes, dude. Yes, he flew for an hour and fifteen minutes. Who the? Dude, they don't even let police chases go on that long, dog. Like, what are you talking about? I got to say, dude, all right? Like, there is a bit, like, and the way these other guys were talking to him, they were just kind of like, it sounded like, ah, boys being boys, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. Now, look, okay, jokes aside, I don't care that he's white. I don't care. The, the crazy thing is that somebody took off with an airplane in 2018, dude. And was flying it around. He was doing barrel rolls. He was doing fucking tipsy turvies. He was doing whatever you want to call it, dude. He was doing it in a fucking big airplane that's not really set up to do that. And he had no pilot experience. What the fuck are we talking about? And even on the uh, even on the radio, dude, he would, they were like, uh, "Do you uh, do you do you know the way they talk was like? Uh, it just sounds like nonsense, like radio nonsense. Like they're like twelve niner coming in, left loose." One or niner, we're clear, you know. But the way these guys were talking to him was just like, 
uh, have you had any uh, pilot experience? And, and the guy's like, no, man, I, I haven't. I've played a couple of video games, though. And it was like, it's not what we asked. You know, we, we, the guy's like, no, I played a couple of video games. But, th- dude, the way the temperament of these air traffic controller people, whatever, were just like, all right, man, well, uh, if you can, go ahead and hook a left for me so you can land at that airport right there. And the guy's like, nah, I think I'm just going to keep flying. And then... He he visits a mountain there. Uh, I forget what it's called. Raya, 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 whatever it's called. And then he's like, "I want to go see the Olympics," uh, which I guess is like a a uh, a piece of land in Seattle. And uh, and they were like talking to him, like, "Oh yeah, like uh, the Olympics are beautiful. I, I take that drive every day. Like so cool." While somebody has hijacked an airplane. Okay, now I. Again, dude, I gotta say, different story if it was anybody else of ethnic race, you know what I mean? Because they're talking to him and it's just casual. Now, maybe on the other side of the air traffic control, they're like doing decisions, they're making shit. You, you, you don't know, right? And I'm hoping that's the case because the way they fucking treated this guy, you're like, dude, don't let this shit ever get out because it seems like y'all don't mind if somebody takes an airplane. What the fuck are we talking about? It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, a part of me, like, I'm conflicted, right? Because that first story I told you, it's about a guy who, with no other option, with no other way to go, he goes, I'm going to end it on my terms, right? He wants to do that because he he felt like he's exhausted everything. He doesn't know where to turn. So he's going to write his own story. And, and to that guy, dude, I'll drink a beer to that guy all day. What, you know what I mean? Like, it, that's, you can't say that's commendable because then you're kind of like praising that in his life. But I'm. it's just about taking control of what's yours. You know, that's, with with the little control that we have in our lives, to take something like that, that... That's like the ending of a movie. That's like watching the world burn as like or a meteor coming, knowing the world, and you're just holding the hand of somebody you love. Like nothing else you could do, just enjoy the ride. You know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of poetic in a way, right? Gruesome, but poetic in a very dark way. This guy, okay, um, in the flight gives up to the to the air traffic controllers that he's got a few screws loose. And he that he just found out, so obviously this guy isn't mentally stable. But judging by the fact that he took an airplane, will let you know he's mentally unstable. That is insane, dude. But again, you read these comments, dude. There's people that are like feeling for this guy. You know what I mean? That okay, dude. I'm gonna see if I can pull some of these up because it is truly, um, and. I, you know what? Knowing me, dude, I didn't fucking save it because why would I? But let me just take you to the to the YouTube comments. I guess that'll probably be easier. I found it on Instagram, and but the, the YouTube comments pretty much say the exact same thing. Um, let me see. So yeah, here. No, 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 that's not what I need. It's a short. It's a short. Got to get better at having this stuff prepped. Okay, cool. So, okay, so, dude, some of the comments. Um, oh, look at this. 
this guy comments, he was so worried about other people and their days. What a guy. <laughs> and look, yes, in the, in the, in the radio recording, he's like, oh man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this to you guys. He was apologizing, right? That he took an airplane and then he didn't want to be an inconvenience. Again, guy, you took an airplane. There is no bigger inconvenience. You could, dude, that is like I borrowed your car. I crashed. I totaled it. I said, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I just didn't want to be an inconvenience and ask for permission, dude. Uh, what? Uh, okay, look at this one. God damn, poor guy. He was living until he died. I'm a professional pilot, and I've been flying for 20 years now. And I hate to say it, but especially in the context of what happened, but Richard was probably a natural and would have made a great pilot. R.I.P. Sky King. That's another thing. They've dubbed him the Sky King, okay, because apparently, look, maybe I'm I'm receiving it wrong, right? There, there was a part of me, it's easy to get swayed into a narrative when, like, you see these comments and you go, oh, man, maybe the guy was hurting but then there's the fucking Hispanic side of me, dude, that's like, you don't fucking do that, dude. Because the way I was raised, it was like, bro, you didn't, you couldn't, I would, you couldn't walk into somebody's house, right? And not greet them. Because my parent, my dude, my parents would like give me that look of like, yo, you better fucking greet these people. Let alone take something that wasn't mine. Fucking forget about it, dude, okay? So... Like, there's that part of me that's like, okay, maybe this guy was hurting. Maybe he wanted to end it, but he wanted to go out in a bang, okay? <laughs> Fucking wild. I don't, I don't know. And there's that, there's that part of me that's like, no, you don't do that, right? But look, let me just read a couple more. Um, never seen a comment section so universally supportive of someone. R.I.P. Sky King, you were too good for this world, dude. Oh my God, this broke my heart to hear that the, the man is like us all, broken by his surroundings and caught in a bad situation. Fly high, Sky King, you space, oh, see you, space cowboy, dude. Uh, let me read a couple more. These are crazy. Crazy how I'm learning about this guy and what a guy he was. Rest in peace, Sky King. Hey, you're, I'm on the same boat right now. Uh, it's so upsetting to know that this guy was pouring his heart out and they just talked over him. Didn't even respond to his words. He spent his last moments talking to himself. Uh, let's get this one here. Uh, as someone uh, who cares, no, as someone who struggles with depression, especially about my place in life, this definitely hits home. He never intended to hurt anyone else. He was worried about the other people's days. Absolute legend. R.I.P. Richard Russell. R.I.P. Skyking. Okay, dude, look. Yeah, he wasn't trying to hurt anyone. That thank God that's like that's the silver lining of this story, right? He wasn't trying to hurt anybody else. He wasn't. Um, he was apologizing to these people, which again, apologizing doesn't really go that far when you've obviously hijacked an airplane, dude. Like, especially knowing the history with America and that, it's like it's not good. Water break. So, um, the, these people feel for him, and I, look, okay, he wasn't trying to hurt anybody. That's the silver lining, right? Great. 
Was he hurting? Sure. Possibly. Most definitely he was hurting. But his intent definitely was to take it and to crash it. That that's just what it was. Because also on the on the radio, he was like, Man, you you probably get like a hundred years for for doing this. It's like, dude, you get life plus probably gonna beat the shit out of you for a little bit. Like there's no way. And so he knew that. And then he was also trying he left like a message to his family to apologize for what he's doing. All Ne- like necessary things but dude like again and and, then, and now but look let me give you the optimistic part right because you you tuned in here and you've gave given you a little cine you a little oppie all right a little optimistic i go you know what dude i'm faced with that same situation i can't take it anymore i i know my last day is today I look at the airplane, nobody's near it. I think I can get away with it. And if my intent is to end it all at the end, kind of why not? I mean, he got up in the air. He got up in the air and was up there for an hour 50. I don't even know how long it took them to, to, to finally go like, hey, where's that airplane we had parked here? You know, I don't even know how long that took. But look, I'm him, right? I'm on my last day. I'm thinking, I don't want to be here tomorrow. So how am I going to go out? Am I going to go out in style? Fuck yeah, I think I am. Did I fail these pilot tests? Even though I thought I was really good and maybe I wasn't let in because of whatever, maybe financial reasons, maybe uh, nepotism, maybe whatever it may be. Do I think to myself, fuck this, I'm taking my life in my own hands and I'm writing my ending, right? Maybe, maybe I do that because... If you're on your last straw, did your last leg, what, I don't know what goes through your head. I, I, I don't know what goes through a lot of those people's heads that were, some of their days were their last days, you know? It was like, what do you, what, what do you think, right? So yeah, there's a part of me who goes, RIP Sky King, man, like, you know, he crashed on an island where nobody was or very secluded taking his own life, obviously putting the airline, uh, dude, you know, that airline got fucking spanked after this. They were like, whoever was in charge of that airport got fired immediately. Pretty sure they cleaned house and, uh, you know, they, they tightened up security there. Most definitely. They did background checks on everybody they fucking had. They probably did mental checks. They did everything. They probably scrubbed that fucking place. Or they did the complete fucking opposite and did none of that because that's what we love to do here. <laughs> but look, do I kind of admire the guy? Yes. Very little though because, you know... On the off chance you didn't know what you were doing, you hurt some people, you're a piece of shit, and everybody fucking hates you for life. But the way it turned out, kind of poetic, right? Just a guy going out in style, if you will. But, I mean, (laughs) main reason why this show is called what it's called, dude. Like, yeah, I think it was shitty he did that. But to go out in that sort of blaze of glory on like i'm gonna rewrite the way this ends i gotta say pretty fucking cool dude there's this uh 
I came across a story again. That this is how your boy does it, man. I just these things fall in my lap, and sometimes I just swipe them, and I'm like, eh, doesn't matter. But there's this one. Now I'm interested in this one because there was a whole show. I was going through my my YouTube rev- like show and movie review period where like I wouldn't watch the movies. I just watched the recaps, and I was addicted to this recap of this show where. It wasn't due to anything else, but the, basically, like, the government was basically shutting down all power all across the world, right? So nothing would work. No car engines, no cell phones, nothing. And, because, uh, I mean, that's the truth. If there's no electricity, it's basically, we're back to the dark ages again, dude. We're like, we have to start all over. And there, there is this talk of these, uh, I guess what they call them is CMEs. Cor- uh, coronal mass ejections uh, from the sun, right? Uh, this is three of these CMEs appear to have Earth-directed components with their first arrival as a potential glancing below or near Earth proximity passage beginning as early as late as November 29th, but we've already passed that, so what's up? Um and then look, it, like one of these questions: Could a solar flare wipe out technology? It would also it it would also create a surge of electromagnetic radiation in the atmosphere, causing huge currents in our power grids, which could burn out electrical transformers, leading to length outages. Without power, society itself would grind to a halt. Not just the internet, but this is the worst case scenario. So look, dude, I'm I'm here to ease your mind, okay? Because a lot of these things that occur in space and all these you know these things that they tell us about dude <clears throat> what was that what was that what was the kid's name was a chicken little where the sky is always falling you know it was always the worst case scenario i'm not saying these things don't happen and might not happen but i'm just saying like this this constant fear-mongering that they got us on dude is i'm fucking over it you know and i've and i've told you this before where it's like I'm not going to worry anymore until something fucking happens, okay? So this whole and, – and then, I, you know, I see people talking about like, oh, if – yeah, it would be a good thing if the internet went down. I was like, no, it wouldn't, dude, okay? It wouldn't. You're just thinking like because you can't lay off the social media and it's and it's affecting you. You think the only possible way for it to get better for you is for there, for there not to be no option, right? And it's like when really you're an adult and – if you want to stop using your apps, stop using your apps. Like that's all up to you. But those people are going to continue and make the money and they don't really give a fuck what goes on on their platform because if it keeps making them dollar signs, let me tell you something, guy. They're going to keep doing it. So there was this talk of this solar flare, or this solar storm on the sun and and that's all good and great. And honestly, you know, sun's going to do what the sun's going to do. You know what I'm saying? He's just... The sun isn't like, I want to end humanity and I want to cause problems. Sun is just being like, yo, dog, I'm fucking on fire today. You know what I'm saying? And that's every day, you know? So, shit, I might have a tummy ache, dog, and I might throw out a solar flare or a solar storm, you know? But that's just how it goes, dog, because I'm the sun, you know? And, I mean, fuck, we have days, too. You know, we might let out a fucking solar storm out of our ass once in a while. Might upset a few people, but that's what happens. The sun is going to sun, dude, Okay? And and the one thing is like they always go like it's gonna it's gonna l- let out a good uh or aurora or, 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 or I can't even say the fucking word 
dude, I'm getting all tongue tied for this word. Aurora. There you go. We got it somehow. We got it. Let's wrap that up. Um, but again, dude, I come across these things and I go like, you know, all of a sudden, dude, I'm looking down. I got fucking talons on my feet because I'm a chicken little, right? And I'm like, I got to cool myself. I'm like, hold up. If it happens, the day it happens, that's the day it happens. I can't worry about the what if, dude, because the what if is such a bullshit, dude. The what if is the, the worrying when things are fine, but nothing's happening, and that's bullshit. That's like, that's the worst, dude. It's like the waste. Man, what was it? I saw this great quote that was like, hey, worry and anxiety is like, it's like worrying about tomorrow i don't know so it was a it was a great quote i should have even brought it up if i couldn't finish it but dude shit like this i'm like i can't i can't anymore man like i see it okay cool thanks for the info but like get a fucking scientist on it dude we we've now created a way to for to fucking uh bump asteroids out of the way of earth okay we no longer need bruce willis and his team we don't know we, we don't need like a long goodbye from ben affleck and and Liv tyler i think that's her name you know it's just now they fucking send a missile or something with like i don't know a bunch of tires on it in the front and they just bump that shit out the way you know look I, you know that's not really what happens but come on i don't know much all right i just started fucking focusing a month ago so you know, whatever they got, put a bunch of <laughs> 18-wheeler tires on the front of a rocket. They shoot it out there, and they see an asteroid coming. You know, Bruce Willis is all safe at home, and, you know, he doesn't got to make that sacrifice. Nobody's got to make that sacrifice anymore, and um, and that's fucking cool. And a part of me still believes Japan made Gundam figures to actually fucking use, dude. They look so crazy cool. Like, I mean... Why would you spend... Uh, Japan's crazy with that shit, dude. They'll use taxpayer money, you know what I'm saying, to do that shit. I don't think it was. But I guarantee you, most of the taxpayers be like, yeah, I want to see a fucking life-size Gundam out my window. Fuck yeah, you know what I mean? That's what I love about Japan, dude. They make these uh, animes, and they're like, nah, fuck, fuck it living on a piece of paper or TV. We're going to build this shit, you know what I mean? Like, anytime they have a successful anime... There's like a park dedicated to it or like somebody, you know, they, they, they've got a special thing for it over there. And that's fucking cool. You know what I mean? We've just got Disneyland for 100 years or however long. I don't know, 50 years probably. 60 years. Let's call it, you know what? Let's call it even 70. And it's like, yeah, not everybody fucks with Disney, dude. But can we get some other shit going? You know? Where's Pornhub land? <laughs> dude, where's fucking... <laughs> Where's Blue Moon Park where, I, you know, unlimited blue moons everywhere, dude? Where's, where's fucking Stella Atois? You know what I'm saying? You have to say it like that. Stella Atois. Fucking adult theme park. People just puking. And, I mean, you know, the deaths would be like astronomical there. We can't have anything nice here, by the way. That's absolutely true. If if we built a Gundam, somebody would have tagged it. Somebody would have fucking... We suck so bad here, dude. Like, I swear to God. Anytime there is a, a a inch of progress, dude, we immediately take an absolute dump on it, right? Because there was those delivery robots for food they had created. This was like, oh, this is great. Like, goes to the restaurant, gets your food, takes securely, closes it, takes it. 
And then people were just fucking kicking it over, being like assholes. And that's America, dude. That's fucking, we suck so damn much. We go online, we complain, and we complain, and we talk about how shit is unfair, but we don't do anything to change it, dude. Why would we? Why would we change it, bro? We're so comfortable destroying shit that was given to us. You know, like, I'm pretty, I mean, dude, I was watching this video that this guy releases every year. He does these, his name is Mark Rober. And he started this thing because his packages were getting stolen. So he created this, like, uh, glitter bomb slash, like, fart spray stuff. And, like, he's a nice guy. You know what I mean? And he does it, like, a fun way. But, dude, you pissed the wrong person off, which I've seen a video where this guy created, like, almost a small bomb for fucking uh, porch pirates, dude. I'm telling you, dude, like, we, dude, we suck so fucking bad. Like, you you just can't even get your own mail now. This shit gets stolen. It's fucking, it sucks. And then how do you decipher what was stolen or what was, you know, somebody who just wants to finesse, like, Walmart or whatever, like, how do you figure that shit out? I don't know. You know, we ruin everything, dude. We, like, I get why other countries are, like, you know, that's why when they visit, they only go to, like, New York, L.A., you know, the, the the top spots. Like, nobody's coming to fucking my city, you know. I mean, people do. I'll take that back. People do come here from Europe and stuff, but not not with the sole intention of coming to Corpus for Corpus. It's not that. It's, like... Uh, there was there's like this boating championship some shit and some people come from all over the world to sail here or boat here i don't know the only reason i know this because who who fucking cares why i know this anyways i know this all right but we suck so anyways i don't even know how i got here from what i was talking about but you know as i do um i guess the last thing i'll close the pot out on did i have this funny idea where I was like, what if, and only if, okay, just a, just a thought, you know, like when people were uh, posting their Spotify rap to their Apple Music, whatever, what did Apple Music call it? Their look, their, re- oh, replay is what they called it, their Apple Music replay. I'm like, dude, what if you could get that shit printed into an ID card? So anytime we're like, hey, so what music, just, just, when I go, like, what kind of music are you into? Just show me the card. Show me your top five. I'm good with it. I'll know everything I need to know about that. Because for the most part, when I was when I was seeing everybody's top five, I was like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, that checks out. I was like, wow, you listened to, like, all that. Not that it's bad. That you're into it. So it's like, I got to be honest, dude. Maybe some people are having a year. But... For all to- all five of your top to be hip hop, that's fucking crazy to me. That's absolutely nuts. I-, I like one genre all year. I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. Like now, hold on. I know what you're saying, Jer. I know you. Your top five was pretty much the same. Okay, it was all right. You had the pop punk. You had the alternative. The adult alternative, which is like you know. Yeah, I had a little peep in there, dude. I had a little, I mean, along the same lines as like is emo rap, right? I had a very emo year, okay? I'm allowed. And I, I'm saying people are allowed to listen what they want to. But my only, is it query, query, query about it is 
hip hop all top five, that's got to be like, come on, dude. There's other genres out there. If you did country all five, I'm saying the same thing about it, all country. If you did all EDM or whatever, all how, like, there's other bands, man. If you did all, I mean, I guess pop is never, I mean, that's just whoever's popular at the time. Like, if you're a, like a Dua Lipa fan or a, whatever, I guess that's just, you're just, you just like the whatever is popular, whatever's current, whatever. You're the radio hit person. That's fine too. I don't give a fuck. But I'm just saying one genre is kind of crazy. Like, I guess you could look at mine as one too, but I don't see it that way. <laughs> Maybe other people don't see it that way either. They're like, no, dude, Gucci Man and fucking Young Dolph, two completely different art. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but again, they're kind of not, right? No, all I'm saying is like I wish that could be an idea where you you could present your top five for the previous year in like a license. You have to update it, <laughs> like uh, because look, I, like right now, dude, I'm going through a hardcore phase. Like I, I rarely do, but I found this fucking great band called Drain from Santa Cruz, California, and I only know this. Because every time I watch their live shows, they always announce that right before. It's that, that's a very, uh, I don't know, like punk rock, current punk rock, hardcore thing to do. Like, And, and loosely based on the word punk rock. Because I don't think there's like, there is still, I mean, dude, what do, you, what do you even categorize punk rock as, right? There's so many genres and subgenres of that. You're like, what is it? But these guys are, are hardcore and... Even with like a little metal influence, dude. Like when I when I was when I kind of hear the the riffs, like the guy, it almost kind of reminds me of like early Metallica mixed with, I mean, I guess like current hardcore. It, it uh, it's it's very I like it. You know what I mean? And um, so I, you know I went through this emo phase this year, and I, and I'm I'm trying get myself out of it, but I'm I'm listening to this music. And it's fucking getting me pumped, dude. Like, the shit they say in hard... Like, if somebody who's never heard of hardcore listens to it, I guarantee you, you would hate it. Like, it's <laughs> it's not for everybody. It is it is a genre that will... And, and I'll say this without knowing shit, but uh, because even Turnstile, I think... There will never be a category... And I've, I fucking honestly feel this <laughs> i don't think there will ever be a, a category at an award show that's his best hardcore album I, I just don't think that's true if there is i'm severely ill-informed but i doubt that there will ever be a best hardcore album but um i mean if there was these guys got my vote and so like if you were to listen to hardcore i guarantee a lot of people i mean because the guys who are at the shows they're into fucking hardcore like that's that's their life and and uh dude i didn't like to listen to it too much and this is gonna sound the most pretentious shit ever but i thought that like i didn't fuck with it too much because the guys who listen to it are so like this is my shit fucking i don't want any fakes in here you know what i'm saying like the like I, i've known dudes who are into it and they were so gatekeeping of like their music which understandable right you, you identify with something you feel like it is your life you feel like it is you and and for somebody who you don't think is equal to you or on the same level as you you'll go like no fuck that you shouldn't be listening to it. you're not like me 
because I need this or I listen to this and you, you don't look like me, so you can't listen to this, right? And that's, uh, you know, maybe that's a lot of music, maybe. And nah, I doubt it. I think this is mainly a hardcore situation. That, at least that's what I got from it, right? And, um, I mean, th- there's weird things like that, too, where, like, a lot of the scene preaches individuality, accepting others, uh but at the same time, the fans of it are like, fuck you, don't listen to my music, you know, or like they'll get mad if a band becomes something like Turnstile did maybe. Maybe there's a lot of fans who are uh, into them, but then as they've kind of gotten a lot of popularity, maybe they've fallen to the wayside just because whatever they're being played on the radio or they've got a Taco Bell commercial or whatever the case is, you know what I mean? So I, for a long time, I always kind of like didn't, I associated those people with that music, so I didn't really, like, listen to it, but these guys caught my attention, and, dude, that's what I fucking love about music, is, like, the best thing I heard was, like, you know, people listen to either, like, sad music or, you know, that's the main reason a lot of people do listen to, like, some sad music or music that they love, because it feels like the music is uh, kind of identifying, like, making your feelings known and aware, right? No matter what you're feeling. If you're feeling happy, you throw on a happy tune, whatever the case is. And so right now, you know, I'm trying to come back from this fucking hell of a year. And I'm listening to hardcore because it's it's kind of like the fucking thing that's perfectly. It's like this. It's this loud, unapologetic, in your face. You know, it's there is a message in each song, which I, I do appreciate about hardcore. There's always like a the theme. I mean, much like ska. They're so different, but ska is always about like underdog. Having, you know, every dog has his day. You know, when no matter what happens, we'll be friends. No matter what happens, we'll stay positive. You know what I mean? And in this, okay, you know what? Maybe hardcore and ska have something, dude. Because in hardcore, it's kind of the eh, eh, their message is still like I'm an individual. Fucking. I won't become the same as you, you know what I mean? I won't follow, like, this cookie-cutter society type thing. Like, uh, I'll believe in myself, fuck what you tell me. You know, th- there's good shit in there. And it, and it's super, like, useful useful as they're screaming it to, you know, and some really good riffs and some good breakdowns. You're like, all right, this is great. <clears throat> Man, maybe... I wonder if there's like a ska hardcore fan out there. Dude, how would that even work? Like, I gotta say that. Sorry, I gotta say though, the energy that I mean, let alone this these these guys show at Drain shows, but like, I mean, but dude, like when you see it, it's the same at Turnstile, man. Like. I don't care if you're not a fan. I mean, you got to appreciate the energy that the bands bring, that the people bring. I mean, it, it looks fucking insane, dude, but it looks like they're having a good time, you know? And and you can't deny that. And that's one thing I do love about music like that, like this. I mean, because I'm not a huge fan of hardcore. It's just much like a lot of other music. To me, at once, it's it sounded the same, but like th- this band caught my ear because like, oh, they're different, man. They're like... There's something about them, whether it's the singer, whether it's the, the guitarist riffs, the drums. It's just one of those bands that everybody brings something to the table, which makes them a great band, you know. Uh, so I'm currently listening to them right now. And um, I just love, dude. I mean, I guess this is like a, a love letter to music, right? Because it's like I love that it is, it's a useful, it can be it's such a useful tool for you to just 
escape or to heal or whatever you need it to do. Like whatever you're listening to a lot of, I go like, yeah, I guess you need that. You know, and I, and I jokingly say that about the hip hop artists or whatever. If you if your top five was all hip hop, that's fine. Okay, that's how you maybe you dream about having bad bitches and and gold chains and you know money just falling out of your pockets. Okay, at all times, but at the same time, most of those people are fucking dead now because they made so many goddamn enemies. You know what I'm saying? Like. That that genre needs to fucking get it together, dude. Fucking goddamn it. They're like, yo, what's up? I'm ABC Cash Baby 3 Millie. And I just want to say this just in. ABC Cash Money Baby Millie, whatever guy's name was. Dead at 21. You know what I'm saying? It was like, that shit needs to, they need to get their shit together. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Get it together, guys. God damn it. Every time an artist is out, they're like, his new single out now. This was released uh, (laughs) posthumously because he just died, you know, like fucking crazy, man. You know, but um, I guess the message is like, (laughs) let's let's get your top five as an ID card. Show it to me. Be like, okay, what's your uh, cool, man? Uh, I got your uh, Spotify wrapped on you by any chance. Yeah. Yeah. Let me check that out. Oh, yeah, like a lot of Luke Combs on here. Okay, it's not going to work out, but thanks. Thanks for trying. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, I guess people would say that shit about um, this band that I'm listening to now. I mean, look, they work for me. I guess that shit works for you. It's all great. We can all get along still, right? <laughs> so anyways, man, that's going to do it for me for this week. I appreciate you guys listening another week. Wherever you're listening to this, subscribe, like, comment share fucking send a smoke signal send an email what else can you do a mail a carrier pigeon perhaps um maybe those dogs what were those like a it was those dogs that like if you get trapped in the snow they have like alcohol for you around their neck so you can drink it to stay warm you know send one of those guys out for for the pod review (laughs) but anyways guys thanks for listening i appreciate you and i'll see you next week later